Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is God Loves a Cheerful Decider, Part 2. I've done, maybe a year ago, Part 1 of this. We're doing our course fully convinced right now, and we're going a deep dive into what you're going to hear today. If you want to jump on that course, it's probably halfway through. If you listen to my podcast immediately upon release, and we're going to do the course again, or you can do the course by yourself. When I say we're going to do the course, we do a group group. Uh, time, and I do some Zoom sessions, Q&A, but you can do the course anytime. And this is content also that is included in our course, Transformational Mind Renewal course, starting September 12th, five-month course. I'll talk about that at the end. But hey, I want to talk about this. This is a life-changing truth. This is a truth that will take you from average to great. This is a truth for leaders who are out there that will be a key to soul prosperity. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. This is a message that will give you more energy. This is a message that will give you more power, and certainly it's going to give you more joy. Get ready. Here we go. The verse we're going to focus in on is 2 Corinthians 9, 7. And 2 Corinthians 9 is such a great chapter on financial giving, the benefits of it, the blessings of it, the strategy for it. It inspires And right in the middle of the chapter, they have verse 7, these words. But each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. But each one, we're different. We are not clones of one another. We are not going to do what everybody else is doing. Must give. We are to give. <laughs> we, we, but we, we give in many ways. We certainly give finances, but we also we, we give our time. We give our passions. We give our energy. We give our priorities to certain things. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Well, we get to decide. Decision-making is such a, a powerful thing. This book that I'm writing, and we're doing this course right now, Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making, Attaching Great Faith to Who We Are and What We Do. I believe it's some of the most important content and truths that I've ever shared. 
the book, those in the course right now are getting a sneak preview of the book. Eight weeks, eight chapters in the book, eight-week course, and they're giving feedback. We're planning on releasing it at the end of the year. As he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly under compulsion, let's not do things out of duty and obligation, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, the principle here is far greater than giving in the sense of finances. So I have called this God loves a cheerful decider. <laughs> and so cheerfulness is the evidence that we have attached faith to the decisions that we've made. Cheerfulness is the evidence that we've attached faith to the assignments, responsibilities, and commitments that we have. God loves a cheerful decider. Why does God love a cheerful decider? Because God loves faith. One of the, the quotes I have on decision-making that is a kind of like a bomb that we throw into the middle of our thinking is, a bad decision made in faith has a greater likelihood of success than a good decision made in doubt. <laughs> a bad decision made in faith has a greater likelihood of success than a good decision made in doubt. And I'm not talking about sinning in faith. But there's many things that we do the best job that we know how in deciding what to do, and then we need to attach faith to it. Many sincere Christians are the worst decision makers and never really attach faith to who they are or what they do because of a haunting feeling that they might be wrong. Sincere Christians often elevate verses, the heart is wicked, desperately wicked, who can know it, and elevate verses like that to circumvent confidence in, in what we're doing. I believe God wants us humbly confident. Romans 14.5 says one, one person esteems one day, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in your own mind. Be fully convinced on the decisions that you make. Again, get a good process. This verse about being a cheerful giver, a cheerful decider, tells us that there's a higher way to make decisions, and it's to attach faith. Now, there's really four ways we can do things. There's four ways we can do our decisions. Well, let me put it this way. Our commitments, assignments, and responsibilities. One, we can do it reluctantly or under compulsion. That means we're doing it, but we don't want to do it. We're doing it out of duty and obligation. Now, this can be Christian disciplines, habits. This can be how we do our relationships in the family. 
our commitments to marriage, etc. This is how we could do our job or, or how our geographical location where we live. We're, we're in situations, but we don't want to be. We have commitments, but we don't want those commitments. That's reluctantly or under compulsion. Now, faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how you think when you show up. You show up full of faith that something's going to happen. So that's number one, reluctant under compulsion. The Bible calls that a dead work. A dead work is anything that doesn't have faith attached to it. A dead work is what it talks about at the end of chapter 14 of Romans, where it says, whatever is not of faith is sin. Whatever is not of faith misses the mark. That word sin is comes from an archery term, misses the mark. So we miss the mark of what we're called to do. We miss the mark of the opportunities and the potential of the moment because we are not doing it in faith. And when we do things reluctantly or under compulsion, it is called a dead work. And in Hebrews 6, it, it says that it gives the six elementary principles of the kingdom. The first one's repentance from dead works. The second is faith towards God. So it deals with this issue in the elementary principles of the kingdom right away. So that's one way we can do things out of duty, obligation, reluctantly, under compulsion. Number two, we can do things in doubt. We're double-minded about it. Maybe we're double-minded about the job we're, we're in. Maybe we're double-minded about whether we should continue uh, in a ministry. Maybe we're double-minded about what we're focusing on in our life. Doubt and double-mindedness. One day we believe this, another day we believe that. That just makes you tired. <laughs> and in most people's tiredness is spiritual, not physical. Certainly some of our tiredness is, is physical. But a large percentage of it is spiritual. Because where we're doing things out of duty and obligation and where we're doing things in doubt and double-mindedness, that makes us tired. It's a... There's no energy in that. The third way we can do our responsibilities, commitments, and assignments, and that which we believe we're supposed to do, is in passivity. And if we do them in passivity, then we are entering into a situation waiting to see what happens. We're not making things happen. We're waiting to see what happens. Again, it can be going to a church service. We can do it all of all these ways. We can do it reluctantly. We're, I'm here, but I don't really want to be here. We can do it in doubt. I'm not sure I should be in this church. <laughs> or we can do it in passivity. I hope it's a good meeting. Or we can do it the fourth way. We can attach faith to it. We can, we can believe that we're supposed to be doing what we're doing, and we believe it's significant, and we believe that we're significant. As a young leader, I used to say, 
to the Lord, Lord, I can't wait until I do something great for you. He said, Steve, instead of waiting to do something great for me, why don't you attach great faith to what you're doing right now, and it will become great. Now, when we attach faith to what we do, to our responsibilities, to our assignments, to our commitments, to meetings we attend, to what we give ourselves to, what we give our money to, what we give our time to, what we give our passion and energy to. When we attach faith to those things, we get three things. We get energy, we get cheerfulness, and we get power. That's what happens when we attach faith. And so, as we look at this, one of the things that, that I do is I'm looking for any area of my life where I don't have cheerfulness. Any commitment, any obligation, any assignment, any responsibility, I'm looking for where I do not have cheerfulness. Because if I do not have cheerfulness in that, it's almost always a sign that I have not attached faith to it. And this is, this is a powerful word. This is a confrontive word. But this is a life-changing word. Where don't I have cheerfulness? It, when I come home at night from work, do I have cheerful? Well, if I don't have cheerfulness, I haven't attached, probably haven't attached faith to it. When I... Attend the prayer meeting. Do I have cheerfulness? Well, probably haven't attached faith to it. The job that I have, if I'm not cheerful, I probably haven't attached faith to it. You say, well, what do I do? I'm not cheerful about it. Hey, you look at the areas where you're not cheerful, and then you need to understand that, okay, I, I need to clarify my options about that. What, what can I do? Let, let's say you're not cheerful in attending church. <laughs> well, you need to clarify your options. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's the two options. One is to stay in that church. Another is not to stay in that church. Well, if you stay in the church, there, there's probably some other options. Of Because if you're not cheerful... You're, you're, there's something bothering you. There's something you're not excited about it. And so either, but, but you, you really need to answer the question, am I supposed to be in this church? So you clarify the two options, stay, leave. You put all the logical reasons why it's, it's a good decision or not a good decision to stay. You do the same thing for leave. You put any words, any wisdom in uh, what, key people in your life. There's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. You put any God signs that are in there, any prophetic words, any, any dreams, any God stories. Then you ask God for wisdom. You get excited. Woo-hoo! Lord, I'm going to make a decision. And, and really, I think it's so powerful to say, to have as one of your options, one of my options is to stay unhappy in this church. <laughs> Just look it in the face. That's an option. I can stay unhappy. 
I can stay upset, whatever it is. But that's really, when you look at it, that's really not an option. Not for the people that I'm talking to, because the people I'm talking to are going somewhere, being prepared for great things. And that attitude we can't take with us where we're going. Because it's a reflection of a victim mindset, a powerless mindset. And we can't take that. So you just ask God for wisdom, woohoo, and you get excited. You say, I can't wait to see how you're going to do it. And then you just listen. You see God stories. You see unusual coincidences. You see Bible verses that are repeated, and you start fitting them in under each of those options, and then you conclude what God's saying. And then you attach faith to it. You attach faith. And so much of, you know, even as I talk about this, so much of our lack of cheerfulness and energy in challenging situations is because we're not convinced we're supposed to be in this situation. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The quality of my life depends on my identifying what I believe God has told me, and then I attach faith to what I believe God has told me. If I don't have a word, if I don't have a... a, a an assurance of what I'm believing and what I'm doing, and I'm in doubt, double-mindedness, duty and obligation or passivity, then the only way I can live is if things are going well. If things are going well, that's the only way I can live. <laughs> but when you got a word, you can put up with a lot of things you don't like, You've got strength, you've got energy, you've got purpose. I'm supposed to be here. I know, God, what you're doing in me. You're, you're, you're teaching me great things. And you attach faith. God loves a cheerful decider. Cheerfulness is one of the main evidences that we've attached faith to our assignments, commitments, and responsibilities. And where there's a lack of cheerfulness then that's always, almost always a sign that we haven't attached faith to it. And we're either doing that in passivity, doubt and double-mindedness, or duty and obligation. Now, this word, this is a word. It's a now word for people. For some of you, you're going to listen to this message 10, 20 times because you're going to get something in you and it's going to launch you. It's going to launch you. Again, our course, Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making, attaching great faith to who we are and what we do, is about halfway through as I record this on our IgnitingHopeAcademy.com platform. If you want to jump on that, midstream, we'd love it. Or if you want to do it by yourself uh, without the group, con you can find out. You can probably contact us. We'll tell you how you can do that. And then also, I just want to remind you this. Uh, you know, this message that we share at Igniting Hope Ministries, I believe is one of the most timely needed messages right now. And it's not just, I'm not just saying that to puff us up or but to, to put down any other ministries, because there's so many great things going on. But this, the, the, the need for hope is incredible. And so our transformational mind renewal course is starting on September 12th, five-month course. If you like the content of this message, the whole course 
as truth and revelation. And it takes one month each for the five steps of radical mind renewal. It's a course that's made for people on the go. It's podcast driven. You can do it pretty much at your time, the time that you want to do it, three, four, five hours a week, probably three or four. You can do it. And we have two levels, the essential and intensive. The intensive level gives you three sessions with an Igniting Hope certified belief trainer. And it's also the the intensive level has greater community. And it is the level that allows you to, if you have a desire to apply to be an Igniting Hope certified belief trainer who gets the skills to work with people in meetings and one-on-one sessions. You can do it at a group as well, one-on-one sessions to apply the truths of mind renewal, help people overcome lies, the kingpin lies in their life, and get the truths and and the, the prophetic vision for their life to have someone help you do that under the direction of the Holy Spirit. That's what that is all about. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about it? And and I want to remind you, we're here to ignite your hope at Igniting Hope Ministries. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And hope is an unstoppable force. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality that there is. And I want to remind you, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. For pretty much everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. (laughs) You know, I've never found a time to walk in radical joy. There has to come a point in our lives where we go after joy, where we choose, and, and we choose to find the principles of joy. Certainly in our transformational mind renewal course, we have a whole month on the joy of the Lord and and that laughing at lies. It is a good one. And how do we get joy? Well, we enter his gates with thanksgiving, Psalm 100, and thanksgiving is a gateway to joy. So we increase our thanksgiving, focusing on what we have instead of what we think we don't have. We'll increase our joy, and then we also increase our joy in delighting in the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 4, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of of your heart. The delighter in that verse is delighting with unfulfilled desires. If you have unfulfilled desires, welcome to the club. We all do. Thing outcomes we want to see happen, prayers we want to see answered, prophetic destinies we want to see entered into. The delighter is delighting. Woohoo, Lord, I can't wait to see how you're going to do it. Faith people with, who do not add hope to their faith often carry around a spirit of heaviness that they unconsciously believe can only go when they, when they actually experience what they have faith for. The delighter, he is in a different, different category. And before we close this, I want to activate you. We've been doing it the five-second prayer of attaching faith to. By the way, one of the greatest ways we attach faith is through our words, through speaking. 
This is going to be a great meeting. This is going to be a powerful day. 2023 is going to be the best year of my life. This meeting, miracles are going to happen. God's going to show up. But it's also, we attach faith to our prayers. Thank you, Lord. We put the amen to it. So be it. That's, that is intended to attach faith. Yes! I didn't just pray words. I'm believing something happened. And so we've been asking you to have five seconds of prayer for Igniting Hope Ministries for my wife, Wendy, and me and our team. And it's been working. We feel it. And I've been modeling through this that it's better to do five seconds of prayer by attaching faith to it than to do 30 minutes of prayer without attaching faith and just trusting the moment of felt anointing, is it? No, what we believe after we pray is more important than what we believe when we pray. So here's five seconds. Thank you for praying for us. And just say a big amen, amen, amen. Hey, thanks so much for those of you who've sown financially into Igniting Hope Ministries. That's been such a blessing. If you want to do that, you can go to ignitinghope.com and you can find out, donate, Find the donate button there. And thank you, too. If you want to connect with us, you can go to ignitinghope.com and sign up for our newsletter. We send out a Monday newsletter, blog, podcast is connected to that, then a Thursday email as well, which is some of the uh, resources that we have, some of the courses we're doing and, and that. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this message from Igniting Hope Ministry. God loves a cheerful decider, and I am so glad. If you're listening to me right now, you have cheerfully decided to listen (laughs) to this podcast. God bless. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.